Amen. Jesus is the way. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Confucius, not Zen, not uh, any of those other folk out there uh, is the way. Jesus is the way. If you don't know that by now, we're going to reiterate it some more because Jesus is the only way. And God is true to his word. Trust and believe on his son and know that he is the only way. We bless you and in the name of God. And so, God, we do thank you for this uh, song of preparation. We thank you for your word uh, that you have given to us. And we uh, thank you, Paul, that we are allowed to be the givers of this word received from you. God bless us and keep us as we do what we believe you will be pleased with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me tell you something, we are starting a new series today, and that series is called God is Working It Out for You. Uh, the title we are using is Working Out Jesus, because uh, God is working it out for you. I hope you heard that that uh, no matter what you're going through, that God is working it out for you. It's true because he is working it out for you. If you let him, if you trust him, if you uh, obey him, if and you believe in him, he'll work it out for you. So we want to talk to you today from our series theme, Work It Out Jesus. Today's sermon does have but one major point that we have directed and dissected and, and developed for your hearing. That point is look at God in action. Look at God and while he's in action. While we ask Jesus to work out our issues of our lives, we must keep our eyes on the actions of our God. Why is that, Pastor Keith? Well, I'm so glad you asked me. I'm bubbling over to make sure that you hear uh, that it's because he is always and, and is and has been always in action for his children. He's made ways out of no ways. Anybody ever had some ways made out of no way? He has blessed us in our mess, and he's even high-fived us when we were lived according to his commandments. So we have to look at God. We have to look to God. We have to look for God and, and, and see his action on our behalf. I hope, I hope, I hope that I have some witnesses out there who know what I'm talking about this morning. And let me tell you a, a quick story uh, about how God works it out for us. There was a woman who grew up in a Christian home. In fact, her parents were missionaries. And uh, somehow, some way, she went astray. When she got uh, in her teenage years, she just really went off track. And at an early age, she got pregnant. Uh, and But unfortunately, she lost that baby. But that incident, that, that uh, happening, that thing that occurred in her life started her on a 10-year 
downward spiral. She made in that 10 years many bad choices in men. She took up her dark side, meaning she was a drug abuser and she stayed drunk all the time. By her late teens, she then had had four children and all those four children ever saw her do was be drunk or drugged up all the time. It was customary and usual for her kids to find her trying to get up off the floor and back in the bed and they were always having to help her when she went on one of her drinking and drudging uh, binges and, and, and episodes. Then to make matters worse, there came the diagnosis of cervical cancer and 17, count 17 cancerous masses found under her ribs. At this point, things look really dire and bleak for her. However, one day, Pastor I, she stumbled on a Christian station uh -huh. on TV. And she ended up accepting and believing in mm -hmm. Jesus for real. Mm -hmm. and, and, and she was accepted all the things that her missionary parent had introduced her to as a child. Thinking back on her roots, she accepted in her repentance that God could make a change even in her life. Yes. There's somebody out there that don't necessarily know that God can, but God can and he will if you let him make a change in your life. Mm -hmm. So this woman in desperation, she turned to prayer, believing that God would hear her prayer and work this thing out for her. As she cast her cares on Jesus, and she also asked her pastor to pray with her and pray for her little by little. She began to get better. She saw God work out the drunken stupors she had been in. She saw God help her to stop getting high on illicit drugs. She saw God help her to make better choices with her life. And that cancer thing? Well, after exploratory surgery, her doctors were amazed because there was no cancer to be found in her body anywhere. God had worked that out too. I praise God for what he does for us. He works it out. So people of God, we want you to know that somebody out there ought to be editorializing and contemporizing this story, saying that if you let him, God will work it out for you. The woman had been on track since letting God work it out for her ever since. Praise God. And I hope that you are still keeping the theme, working out Jesus, and our series reaching in the back of your mind. Because right now, this ought to be a part of uh, what you're thinking about in your story. Work it out, Jesus. Work it out, Lord. Because you've done it before. Work it out, Jesus. But let me tell you, before Pastor I comes, the musician in me comes out. And as a result, there was a song some years ago where the woman on the choir sang, 
that problem that I had. I couldn't seem to solve it. I tried and I tried, but I just kept getting deeper involved. So I turned it over to Jesus. Well, I stopped worrying about it. I turned it over to the Lord, and guess what? He worked it out. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because Jesus will work it out. If you let it, Jesus will work it out. I don't know about you today, but I know for myself that Jesus will work it out. Jesus has worked it out for me many times over. He will work it out. So, so we told you that the theme of our series is working out Jesus. But let me remind you of the one major point that has been directed and dissected and developed for you. We told you that it's for your hearing right now. So let me go back to this major point today. If you want help in your circumstances, if you want help in your circumstances, you got to grab this major point today. Look at God. Look at God. Look at God. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16 tells us how this works because it says we will not lose heart, but we will fix our eyes on God. Jesus will work it out. So we tell you this morning in the, the series thing, work it out, Jesus. And right now we're telling you to look at God. Come past God. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's some good stuff already. I can I can just sit back and uh, and let that be it. But but I guess we'll eat and and, and I'll tell you just a, a little more uh, for this morning. And so you heard the reading of our scripture this morning, and that scripture tells us the story of how God will work out things when we simply let Him work out the plans in our lives. And, and you know what? As Pastor Keith was uh, 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 re reminiscing about that old song, I, I can remember uh, uh, some of the favorite parts when the lady would say, how you going to pay your rent? Yeah, oh, come on, yeah. somebody. All your money spent. Uh -huh. uh, how you got a light bill due and the baby needs a pair of shoes. Yes, oh, sir. come on now. I know, I know some, some seasoned saints remember that one. Uh, telephone disconnect. Yes, uh, waiting on your what? Yes. Next paycheck. Oh, ah, yes. I knew y'all do that one. Yes. Tell you what you ought to do. Uh, you need to turn it over and let Jesus because he'll work it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my, my, my. Well, let us tell you just a little bit more this morning as we analyze the text that was lifted up. It's really easy to see that this is the story about our Savior Jesus who works out blessings for his people despite what is said and despite what's done uh, in his presence. As we all know, Jesus was a man on a mission. Amen, somebody. In, in this text, Jesus is royally criticized for uh, sitting down and eating uh, with known uh, uh, critics. Uh, uh, he, he, he sits down uh, and he hangs out with enemies, uh, uh, with people 
who they know to sure up sinners. Uh, and you know, mm -hmm. there's a group of people that you think they might be sinners. Uh, uh, but then there's another crew, uh, Pastor Keith, that yes. we know sure enough, uh, uh, they are not on their way to heaven. Uh, uh, and we also know that he also took time for those who loved him. In, in other words, without Jesus, it really didn't matter uh, who you were. If, if you crossed his path and he saw that there was a need, especially if you were considered among the outcasts, he had no problem meeting your need. Yeah. Even though uh, some of his greatest disputes uh, were with the Pharisees, uh, you all understand what a Pharisee is. A, a Pharisee really is nothing more than a member of a Jewish sect, uh, a group of men who were strict observers uh, of religious ceremony and practices. Uh, uh, in other words, they were the high and mighty. Uh, they were the haughty and holy. Uh, how they were the lawyers of the day. Uh, uh, but he still, Pastor Keith, associated uh, even with them. Yeah. Uh, now, he wasn't trying to be like one of them, uh, but he loved them and, yeah. and he taught them. Yeah. But most importantly, my brothers and sisters, we need to understand that, that it was his job to get them to be uh, uh, to, to have a call to repentance uh, and to follow him. Yeah. Uh -huh. They were the ones, uh, uh -huh. those Pharisees, somehow uh, uh, strictly religious people but they could easily get it twisted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, and, and so this story in our word this morning takes place as Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem because he's about to approach uh, that cross of Calvary. And the Bible teaches us that as a leader of the Pharisees, uh -huh, and that a leader of the Pharisees invited him over to break bread. Uh-huh, yeah. you know, uh, how they, uh, you know, sit around. You know how we do when we break bread. We sit around and we chat a while. Uh, we eat a while, chew the fat a while. Uh, you know, all of that gets in the mix. And, yeah. and at the same time, there was a man who came through uh, who had what was what used to be called the dropsy. Uh -huh. I know, I know you all say I've never had anything like that. I don't know anybody who ever had anything like that. But hold on, because you, 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 you may be more familiar than you think. You see, dropsy really is nothing more than an outdated term for the fluid buildup in our bodies where their arms and the legs and the face would become so swollen that they were simulating heart failure kinds of conditions. In, in other words, if you were a with dropsy, yeah. it meant that you had such swelling in your soft tissues due to the accumulation of excess water. Yeah. Now, yeah. today, you would call it edema, uh, most likely as a result of congestive heart failure. Uh -huh. Now you know what dropsy is, and you can imagine what this man must have looked like. Yeah. Uh, but not only did the Pharisees leader invite the man over, but, but he and the others were there watching Jesus very carefully. Uh -huh. um, some theologians say that they watched him with sinister espionage. 
espionage in mind. Oh God, oh God, uh, how you see that means that they really, they really were watching them hard. Uh, have you all, um, ever had somebody uh, that had that sinister espionage? Let me let me say it like this: Some of you have had bosses that the kind that want to catch you doing something wrong yeah. uh, rather than doing something right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know I'm talking to somebody. Uh, the kind of person uh, who loves to tell you uh, and to watch for you uh, to mess up. Uh, uh -huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh? You, you know yeah. that kind. Uh, and that's what they were doing. Uh, that, that is to say that they were spying on Jesus uh, uh, in a roundabout way, and, and they placed so much scrutiny, put so much scrutiny on what he said and what he did. Uh, one writer said that, that they watched him as intently as a dog does a bone. Oh, my, 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 my. Well, I get it, Pastor Steve. I, I get that. I get that word picture because I have a dog. Yeah. And, 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 and she don't eat bones uh, unless we give her some uh, but 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 she watches you when you eat uh, uh, she don't take your she don't take her eyes off of you uh, whatever bite you put in your mouth she is right there don't yeah. don't drop a piece because uh, it's gone she got it uh, she, she doesn't miss a bite uh, she, and she don't really care what it is that you're eating yeah. but her eyes are right on you yeah. oh i get it I, I get how they were looking at, at jesus I, I i i can understand now the, the the sinister espionage that was going on in the place so so since they placed jesus under constant observation but we want you to observe our main point for today. You see, if we look at God, he will do what the Bible says is exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. Yes. Oh, come on, somebody, somebody listen this morning. Yes. He's a God who can do exceedingly. Yes. Or maybe if you look at God, we will discover that our eyes have not seen, yes. neither have he has heard, yes. nor has it entered into the hearts of Oh, yes. man, what God can do for those who love him. Oh, yes. I just want somebody to know what we're about to show you right now. Our yes. first point is this. We're going to tell you, look at God work in any situation. Uh -huh. Oh, that's already helping somebody. Somebody said, tell me what that's you got good. to say, Pastor. Okay, in our text, in our text, Jesus is at the Pharisee's house, and it is a it is a meal setting. Uh -huh. I want you to get your eyes and your mind wrapped around that. You see, the Jewish people, uh, just like us in, in, our, in our time, had no problem sitting down, fellowshipping around a meal. They are, uh, there is usually, uh, you know, that talking going on around the table. Uh-huh. There's usually, uh, you know, uh, some laughter, some, you know, some, some good things, some good vibes, as, as, as we like to call it, uh, that, 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 that you see, because uh, when you're sitting around the table uh, and, and you're talking and, uh, and taking a load off, that's where you can really find out uh, what's on the hearts and minds uh, of the people who yeah. you're sharing the meal with. Uh -huh. yeah. You yeah. see, because you 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 get you bring out some good food and some good drink, uh, and people will stop telling you stuff that you don't even ask them about. Oh, I know I'm right about it, uh, but but you see, the thing about it is uh, even in this setting, in this situation, 
situation, Jesus never stops being who he is. And that's what I love about our God. Yeah. You see, whether it's during a meal or whether he's meeting somebody on a dusty road or he's teaching thousands of people, hungry people beside the lake, he never loses his focus. Yeah. Always laser sharp that's and right. always ready for the occasion. That's right. Oh, that's, that's right. what I love about our God. I know I have seen it for myself, Pastor Keith, uh -huh. how he has shown up and worked in my life in situations when it looked like I was really down for the count. Yeah. I can hear the man doing the countdown. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Yeah. How, you know how damn that count from 10 backwards or, or whatever they do. Yeah. I can hear them counting to a place where I knew that I, I, if Jesus didn't get me up. But I would never get up again. But I can out on the other side victoriously, not on my own accord, but because Jesus could work in any situation. He could work in my situation. And although I was down, he could bring me back on top. Oh, that's what our God is about. Oh, he is able, church. Don't you ever forget that our God is still able to make those who are last first. Yeah. And he can make the first last. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, saints of God. Oh, yeah. I want your hearts to be encouraged this morning because he can work in any situation. Yes, my second point, my second point is this. Look at God working for us, even when criticized. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, we all know how hard it is to work when others are criticizing us. Yeah. Uh -huh. Don't you don't you know how hard it is uh, when, when somebody is standing over you telling you that ain't right and you're doing that wrong and oh. you'll never get it right and I don't know why you bother and uh, you, you failed it last time and I don't know why you're trying it again. Uh -huh. People criticizing. Uh, and you see, when, when we are criticized, we are quick to lose our focus and, and it'll snatch your confidence right out of your heart. Yeah. Uh, we can start analyzing our critics. Uh, and and, and the, when they criticize us of our performance, uh, we, we'll start believing what they say. Yeah. And we believe that their critique uh, has merit. Um, I submit to you this morning that it takes such concentration and determination from a human standpoint uh, to keep moving uh, when you have to have a crowd around you that's nitpicking and always finding fault. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody this morning. Oh, because you know what? I began to think, Pastor Keith, about our friend Nehemiah. Oh, Nehemiah had a work to do, but he kept on working to restore the wall. And Nehemiah knows all too well what it's like to have that hardcore opposition trying to distract him from what his mission was in building the wall. Yeah. I know how hard it can be to work when there is that much opposition. But we need this morning to look at God in the text yeah. because we see that those Pharisees, those religious people who listen to this, they follow the letter 
letter of the law uh -huh. instead of following the one yeah. who had come as the fulfillment of the law. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, real, yeah. you see, what they see when they look at Jesus is really a law breaker. Uh -huh. They yeah. see Jesus as a criminal who needed to be punished for his crimes. Oh, come on, come yeah. on, come on. But, 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 in verse 3 in the text, Jesus asked the Pharisees if it was lawful to heal on the Sabbath. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. There's the question. There's the question. Uh, hallelujah. Uh -huh. Since they obviously, obviously what they had in their midst uh, was a very sick man uh, with, with all this excess fluid that he is carrying. Uh, he had to be in a lot of distress. Uh, I believe that if uh, if oxygen was available, somebody would have turned on the oxygen. Uh, yeah. I believe if they had a wheelchair available, they would have been pushing him around in a wheelchair. Uh, I would say that our friend had a hard time breathing, that he probably had a hard time moving. Uh, and depending on how bad his condition was, uh, he may have been in and out of consciousness. Uh, I don't know, but it sounds like he was pretty sick. Um, but Jesus wasn't asking them uh, this question because he didn't know their answer. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Um, he knew that they believed uh, that no healing should take place on the Sabbath. Uh, uh -huh. That this wasn't. Uh, this was not the first time uh, that they had criticized Jesus uh, for healing on a holy day. Uh, yeah. But verse in the text uh, says that they didn't say a mumbling word, uh, rather they remained silent. Uh, and I'm glad that they said they said they stayed silent uh, because he was challenging these men by asking them that very pointed question to see how they keep the Sabbath. Uh, but Jesus kept on working, uh, even though he was really being criticized uh, in their hearts. Uh, oh, have you ever been criticized in the hearts of other people? Uh, hallelujah. But aren't you glad uh, that Jesus, uh, he kept on working? Uh, our third point this morning uh, is to let you say, I'm going to look at God because he will be working for us uh, by lifting us up. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Verse 4, verse 4 in the text, uh, it is packed with what Jesus uh, is doing. Uh, if you look at it, it says that Jesus uh, took the man by the hand and lifted him. Uh, yeah. The NIV translates it that says uh, that, that, that Jesus took hold of him. Yeah. Uh, oh, I believe there is somebody that's under the sound of my voice right now that needs to let Jesus uh, take hold of you. Yeah. Oh, let him take hold of your situation. Oh, yeah. Let him take hold of your downfall. Uh -huh. Oh, let him take hold of your downward spiral. Right. Let him lift you up out of that place yeah. that you have had a, that you've been trapped in and you've been tricked in uh, uh, that place where the enemy has held you hostage long enough. Yeah. But can I just tell somebody, don't hang your head down. I don't want you to be ashamed. We all have either been in a place yeah. that the enemy has held us captive yeah. or is still holding us captive, even right now. Yeah. Some of us who've been walking and talking with Jesus for a mighty long 
Who in the 
virtual world this morning. I say, I want to come by one way and leave in a whole nother. Oh, has that ever happened to you? Oh, I know it's happened to me, Pastor Keith. Yeah. You showed up for church service before. Uh -huh. Feeling a bit down and a little depressed and maybe a little sad. Hallelujah. Just not feeling like you want to feel. Yeah. But you had an encounter with the lifter of your head. Yeah. You came in believing that you wouldn't make it. You came in with the idea that the odds were stacked against you. But somehow, somewhere, you were touched by the master's hand. And now something in you has changed. Somebody say, look at God. Oh, oh before I take my seat, can I just teach you? Can I teach just for a quick second? Hallelujah. You see, Jesus, oh, our precious Jesus, he operates on what is known as the reversal principle. Oh, God. Now, this reversal principle can work like this, Dr. Keith. You see, with the Pharisees, uh, they see themselves as religious teachers of the law. Those who are sure to make it into heaven. You see, the, the, those, uh, those are people who know that, that, that they're already in uh, uh, based on what they know. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, 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 they know that they're smart. Yeah. Uh, they know they're intelligent. Uh, they already know the law. Yeah. That they were confident that they would have a seat at the table of the final banquet. Uh -huh. But, uh, but, but uh, they, they, they are not humble people. Uh, yeah. They're not modest nor gentle people. Uh, rather, yeah. they are haughty, high, and mighty. Yeah. But Jesus has yeah. a way. Uh, of humbling them as he did in the story and so what he is doing is showing them that just because of what they know won't get them into heaven but it's got to be who they know oh yeah look at God this morning and can I tell you something else you see there's another reversal principle working in the lives of God's people where he is able to turn all our situations around so that he, we will know that he has all power in his wonderful hands. You see, he got power to change our health. He's got power to change our lack of wealth. He got power, I said power, to change our mess and our misery into something that will really blow our minds. People of God, won't God improve your situation? Won't he make you look better? Won't he bring you out? Oh, I'm talking to somebody this morning that felt like you were down for the count. So the story shows us how those religious leaders can be. So did the, the, the story goes that Jesus ended up on the because he had another question. He asked them if you if, if you had an animal that fell into a pit, 
Place of the skull. Oh, my, 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 my. 